0: Oh, Recorded live. All righty. Today is uh, Thursday, uh, March 14th. No, excuse me, March 15th. Uh, we're halfway through the month of March, and uh, it is me and Sharon. We are in session two of the six sessions of Happily Ever After. And uh, today is going to be an interesting uh, conversation because what we're going to be dealing with is uh, gender differences. And um, so there's there's, um, two ways of going about dealing with gender differences successfully. One is to understand the opposite sex, like know how they think, how they feel, how they talk, all of that stuff, what they see, what they want, all of that. Right. Um, You know, kind of like having a, a Vulcan mind meld, it would be, you know, one way of dealing successfully with the opposite sex. The other way, is to understand how to cooperate work and collaborate with them which um is more believe it or not is a lot simpler um than trying to figure it out it's just figure out what works in dealing with them so um today's session is going to be about what works in dealing with the opposite sex and uh, i like to remind you of the five major problem areas um there's probably a billion uh relationship issues but they all fit inside of these five categories. (laughs) So so that is number one, not knowing who you are, which we uh, went over last week. Uh, Then this one is not understanding gender differences. Next is going to be not managing emotions, which is not the same thing as not knowing how to manage emotions. Uh, (laughs) You should know you need to do it and then learn how as you go along. Then next is uh, structural and other breakdowns, just like life is not working a lack of workability, and then miscommunication is number five. But all of these other things are going to help with miscommunication. Um, And the reason why, I'll just say it again, why miscommunication is number five is because communication is much more than just uh, vocabulary Mm -hmm. and self-expression. It's a whole lot of stuff going into it. It's like taking what's in your head and putting it into the other person's head such that uh, they can't possibly misunderstand it. And there's just so many reasons why people can misunderstand it. Um, and then there's a simple way of dealing with it. So, But that's why I, uh, miscommunication number five, not one, not three. So um, so before I get into uh, today's session, I want to hear uh, how your assignment went, how it went with mom. You know, blow my mind. Come on, drop it on me.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I was um, able to have the chance to talk to my mom for about an hour
0: a over an hour
1: today. And um, I went over my whole entire um, homework assignment,
2: yeah. and
1: um, I just was letting her know, you know, what was going on. Because she said, oh, my dad's not home, so we can really talk, have <laughs> that one-on-one, that girl home So that worked out, and then my husband being at work, so yeah. Um, and um, I basically read her, you know, the questions to the assignment, and I gave her um, the answers and went over it. And then it was, you know, it was, I was kind of using, you know, because my major is psychology. So mm-hmm. I was able to even um, incorporate that within the lesson. So um, I was able to, like, break down stuff myself and what I felt yes. that it meant and things like that. So that even made it even much clearer for me. I just needed that, like, road map so I can, you know what I'm saying, make it to the next level. Yep. And yep. Um, that's what was needed. So... Mm -hmm. Um, when we went over it, she was, like, really feeling what I was saying, and I felt like she was, you know, could take that and run with it, and, um, you know, I encouraged her to, um you know, uh, sign up with you in the program and stuff. And um, you know how people are. They like to see how, you know, I want to hear a little more about it, how it goes for, you know, how it works out for me, and then they go ahead and make their decision. That's just like when they're trying to buy Avon. Did you try the product first? You know, that type of thing. Yeah. So I know <laughs> yeah. how people are definitely and how that would go. But, um, yeah, so, um, you know, I'm excited and I'm happy that I took the time out because actually I've been going through the, the lessons um I spent, like, three different times to go over the the lessons or whatever. Because at first I felt like I wasn't having the undivided attention. I was reading it, but I I wasn't really processing it. But I actually took time out and dissected it and wrote little notes and little tree stems and stuff like that, and I was just like, okay, yeah. yeah, This is a lesson done. Mm
0: -hmm. Excellent.
1: I love it because,
0: you know, it's interesting. Um, I remember when I first uh, did my first – program over the phone it was um a program called qualifying men that i'm now turning into a book right and yeah. um one of the things i would i would say is the ground i would give them the ground rules in the beginning i don't do ground rules anymore because i'm i'm responsible for the ground rules so i just manage me and everything works out but at the time i didn't know that so i would one of the ground rules was for there was um, the first time i did it. i had eight women on the call and, um, I was like, okay, so I need, so I want you to commit to this program and to each other's success to the same degree that you want a man to commit to you. And when I would say that they would be like, whoa, <sighs> and all of this stuff. Right. <laughs> like, Hey, y'all don't commit as much as a man do. Well, I don't want to admit that, but I think that might be reason why, You know, like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Right. So listen and, and, and that's the first time I realized that men i mean that women you know want us to do everything uh maybe not do everything but like hold us to a higher standard than they hold themselves mhm yeah um and but what I'm hearing from you is that you're holding yourself to a as high a standard as you would hold anybody else, so I love it yes, thank you and that's yeah and that's what i that's what I'm getting out of this, you know you're real professional, and you know you are like really like- honoring other people in, you know, as entrepreneurs and professionals out there in the world like myself, you know, I'm really hearing, you know, who you are. And it's and it's amazing because you, believe it or not, your perspective, your point of view is rare. Oh, wow. Yeah, even people who are, you know, coach and, and, and you know, do other kind of personal development or, or, you know, entrepreneurial services rather than working for somebody, they're, not as uh, committed, or as honored, or as feeling as connected, you know. Like, hey, you know, we're all in this together, and I, I really admire that for you. So uh, I, I, it's so rare that it's like it's standing out for me to even hear it. So um, I acknowledge you. you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, don't stop. Keep going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: all righty. So, um, so what you get out of the assignment? I mean, you know.
1: Okay. So for the first question, um, you know, creating, like, your must-have list, all yeah. right. Um, now, I didn't put it, like, in order of importance. It was just not, what came off the that. top of my head. Okay. Right. I just wanted to put that out there because, you know, because my last mm-hmm. thing I saw was um, mm-hmm. on my list was you must have good hygiene, you know, for somebody that's okay. first. But I was, just <laughs> <educating>. <laughs> I was putting that out there, but I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, I forgot something. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm going to actually type this stuff out and then start making notes over it. Mm. So, um, okay, so let me see. Number one, I had, um, you know, I want a family man, um, not when it's convenient for him, okay? Um, Financially stable, you know, and some decent credit.
2: Um, The next
1: thing was, um, well, you don't want any more um, children unless a God-given miracle gave us one together, because I have my tubes tied, so I can't have any more technically. (laughs) The next thing is um, have to have nothing uh, less than a high school diploma. The only reason why I didn't really set the standards higher with the college degree is because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that don't have a college degree. But I feel the bare minimum necessity these days, like you have to have a high school diploma or a GED, to, you know, even get a, you know, a minimum wage job these days, you know what I
2: mean? <laughs> so um,
1: that's that. Um, you know, I feel like you have to be healthy, um, healthy uh, mentally, physically, and spiritually because yeah. I'm on that mind-body-soul um, principles, you know, mind-body-soul alignment. That's where I want to yeah. get my psychological um, practice off and running when I'm <laughs> going back to the Caribbean, one of these wonderful days coming soon. Okay. The next thing would be... Um, Uh, let me see, Uh, let's see, negative energy, Uh, oh, I was just, I guess, reinforcing that negative energy weighs me down and takes away from my positive positive thoughts, so that's why I want that Mm. uh, healthy balance right there. Okay, the next thing is you have to have a valid uh, passport and a valid driver's license. Mm. The next thing is, (laughs) here's the joke, because I told my mom, I said, um, the next thing is, um, you know, riding a horse. So she was like, well, wait a minute, what, what kind of horse do you mean to ride? <laughs> she took that sexually. <laughs> and I was like, well, no, not, not that. But I was just saying that, um, you know, like really riding a horse because, um, you know, for example, like if you never um, did but tried it even for a minute and got off the horse shows me that you've taken the time doing what makes me happy. You know, at mm-hmm. least, you know, for me, uh, something once in a while, like, you know, I like to, like, go through the mountains and ride a horse. So,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: All right. And then, um, values um values entrepreneurship. The mm-hmm. next thing is, um, does not engage in domestic violence, you know, keep your hands mm-hmm. to yourself, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, do not sexually abuse, have no perverted ways. Um right. Uh, you cannot be gay or bisexual or have any weird fetishes because that's just mm-hmm. not my vibe. I um Okay, I mean you have to keep your appearance up, you know, look good and um mm-hmm. you know, uh you know, respect me, respect women, you know. Um yeah. the sex life has to be popping, you know, like yeah. enjoy me in my lingerie and some body paint mm-hmm. and some yeah. occasional surprises <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I don't do threesomes, so that's just yeah. totally not going on with that. I mm-hmm. love to travel and I'm not af- afraid of adventure. Mm-hmm. And um well, I guess the must have good hygiene comes up with the appearance and looking good, but um, mm. that's it. And I like it. I, if you'd have asked me that six months ago, I probably wouldn't even said all of that. I mean, I probably only had maybe five things on the list because I probably wasn't mm. thinking so deep. You know what I mean? Right. So,
2: right.
1: Yeah. Right. All, right. all right. Cool. So uh, a couple of things I want to say
0: about it. So um, I, uh, one is that um. I encourage you to continuously look at this list because what's going to happen is you're going to um, evolve this list for a while. You might be evolving this list up to a year to two years from now. Every time Mm -hmm. you look at it, you want to might be see something that you want to put in, see something that's maybe not as important as you thought it was like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'm going to encourage you to have this be like your first draft. Okay. Not like, not like it's, you know, the it of all its, you know what I mean? Okay. All right, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, as I uh, listening to you, uh, I can hear that um, you have some, you say some things that could be on different lists. So let me tell you what I mean by that. Okay. So uh, over the years, I've noticed that women have a qualification checklist. Mm-hmm. They've got a red flag list. Mm. They've got a deal breaker list, okay. and then I, I invented the must-have list. And the reason why I invented the must-have list is because of a friend of mine that I have knew for many years, uh, and I'll tell you about it real quick. His name is Roberto. Uh, I knew Roberto, um, I met him, I think, in 1994, 1993 or something. Uh no, no no 1992 after I separated with my my uh, my first wife uh, I went into sales I went to work for this company called Save Marts. they've been out of business now but at the time they was in business right and so mm. Roberto Spanish guy a little younger than me he had a bad drug habit and he was sloppy disorganized he was cray cray but he was in love with this blonde woman named Sonia who is a uh, Roberto was uh, Puerto Rican. Sonya is a white Anglo-Saxon white chick, blonde, mm-hmm. and um, she was married and she was cheating on her husband with Robert Roberto, mm-hmm. which was shocking in and of itself. So, um, oh my God, hold on a second. I need to. Uh, I need to. I don't normally do this, but this guy here. He's. I need to talk to him. Hold on a second. See. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um yeah my guy uh, I had to, I had to talk to him he's, he's in a bad state and I talked to him this morning and I'm like why is he calling me now oh no uh, but he's good yeah, shit he's an issue. yeah 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 um anyhow um uh yeah so Roberto uh he had a cocaine habit and when he would get paid he'd be, he would take the next day off because he was too high he couldn't recover from getting high the day the day, the day before and so but, but uh, because he was working with me and another guy Howard. Uh, we were, uh, a tri- we was a, a trio and, you know, we respected and took care of each other. So after, um, I left save one, he's kind of worked around there and then I was selling cars. And the last time I ran into Roberto before he moved to North Carolina, mm-hmm. I was selling, uh, I was selling Fords in Jersey city at a dealership. And he came in and asked me for some money. said so he was giving me back and I knew he wasn't going to be able to do that. So I gave him $40. He never did give me the money back. But um then I then I um I, I ended up doing some personal development work in nineteen ninety nine. I did the um the landmark forum and some other stuff. I ended up working for landmark as an employee. Well actually one of the best things I ever did. But I was in the I was I was in the World Trade Center on an elevator when the plane hit the building in nine eleven. Oh
2: my
0: god. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted a few people that actually was there and made it out. You know what I mean? So um Anyhow, Roberto knew that I would work in Landmark. I worked in a well Trade center. He called me for uh, at least a month every day to catch up on me, make sure I was okay. And then when I finally started talking to him, he called me every day to tell me to come down and go, okay, And then I found out that he um, – one day we was uh, talking, and he uh, asked me – it was the end of, uh, end of October, and he asked me, um, what am I doing? And I was on a Sunday. <laughs> I said, uh, well, I just came from doing the laundry. He said, what's, what's the temperature like up there? It's about 40 degrees. It's cold. I had a jacket on and put a hat on my or a hoodie, whatever. He said, ask me what I'm doing. I said, um, what are you doing? He said, I'm down. I'm, I'm in my backyard grilling, uh, barbecuing um, uh, ribeyes with my wife being on and some shorts. I was like, what? Maybe I need to come down there after all. What really inspired me to come down with that, he had a crack habit. And before he moved down there, he told his woman, Sonia, told him, listen, I love you to pieces, but I'm going to tell you something. You're going to have to make a choice. It's either me or crack. Because I am not messing with you until you even give that up or not. And he actually gave up crack raw. Like, I cannot believe, you know, what they call it when you, uh, you just uh, cold turkey.
1: Okay.
0: Uh-huh. He he, cold turkey gave her crack because he loved her more than he loved getting high. Oh
1: wow!
0: Exactly. So that's what made me come up with a must-have list because you can have red flags and you can have deal breakers, but see, almost any of that could be overcome. That's what he taught me. Mhm. Oh, so, wow. yeah. He didn't go to AA. He didn't go to NA. He didn't do none of that stuff. He just like, no, nah, man, I love her so much. I can't do without her. And I used to be jealous when we was working together. How much he loved her. I used to tell him, damn, you love her so much. I want to love somebody like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still together. He went. He moved to North Carolina. They bought a house. You know, he's super organized. Turns out that he's a he's a detail oriented, you know, freak. Uh-huh. Who knew? He's super organized. He's super clean. His books, his ma- math, his money books is all straightened out and everything. I mean, this guy is like a micromanager. I didn't know this about him because he couldn't keep nothing straight. Okay, so, right. The, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, you know, those checklists. Those, like the, the reason why I brought up the must-haves is because there were some things that I was discovering in relationships that people can overcome, but mm-hmm. I still must have them anyhow. Right? So, 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 for example, I need to be in a relation with somebody who um, they uh, do not withhold information. Like, they talk. I don't, don't mean they don't keep no secrets because, you know, Christmas is coming, you know, holidays, or I don't want to surprise my man with something, right? You keep right. secrets, but not like, withhold communication. You can't let communication get in the way of a relation. Cause I've been in relations where communication was great. And I've been in a where communication sucked. And I'm like, no, 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 I know I can't do it. It just doesn't work. It's not even personal.
1: So that's what made
0: me come up with the, that's what made me come up with the must have list. So, you know, I'm saying this on this, you don't got to do anything about this now, but you know, you listen to this six months or a year from now, and you want to review your list you know, I'm putting this here, it's putting it out there, so you can start looking at, you know. Uh, the other real source of me coming up with the must-have list is I looked at the relationships that worked, what worked mm-hmm. about them, the relationships that didn't work, what didn't work about them, and then I realized, oh, no, I need to have this kind of gasoline in the car, this kind of oil in the engine, you know, kind of like, that's what the must-have list is. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to distinguish between checklist, red flag lists, uh, deal-breaker lists, and must-have list. Must-have is, like, you can overcome that other stuff, can't overcome what's not on the must-have list.
2: Right.
0: So I just want to clarify that. And there's nothing for you to do now. You can look at it later if you want. I suggest that you look at it every couple of months just so you can refine it better, your Mm -hmm. husband, and we will teach each other how to make that list better just from living your life, you know?
1: Right. So, all right, so that's that.
0: Is that was that clear?
1: Yes, sir.
0: Excellent. All right. So uh you had two other things, right?
1: And then um oh the the, the, the other stuff was extra credit, um but yes. I put my all into like these first two questions that was on there. That was like the required questions. Yes. Um it was like create the list of principles that um feel most true to you and who you really are. Yes. I mean I don't know if these are like <laughs> See, i wasn't sure like what what was actually like the principles but i mean like it's like saying like for example i said i'm you know i'm i'm creative i'm loyal i'm mm. a diverse person i'm self motivated i'm considerate mm. respectful i'm genuine cuz i mean i keep it real i mean i'm a hard worker i'm fun yeah. sensual yeah. and sexual i'm spiritual and mm. um my mom was trying to help me get this word right, but she says maternalistic. She's like, I don't know if that's a word, but what I'm trying to say <laughs> is like I'm like the mom that bakes the cupcakes and bakes the muffins and you know mm. make you a cake from scratch for your birthday and you know, you know making this integrated type of thing. Uh huh.
0: You know, you know what I hear? I hear love and service.
1: Okay. Love that's service. what I
0: hear. Yeah, you get a chance okay. to say it your way because you're the one that's going to be living with it. And again, mm-hmm. this this list here, you should write it down and keep it with you and be looking at it because you'll see it and make adjustments as you go along with it. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You'll be like, oh, uh, I need to put this to this because I first started doing this principles thing in um, 2001, mm-hmm. 2002, and uh, I, I've had to adjust my, my thing Uh, a few times but it's the first time i did it it took me almost a year and about took me almost 18 months to complete you know the principles and the other things um but i'm going to go over with you in detail in session four okay so but um yeah so i want you to you know consider this a first draft again you know what i mean And, and as you evolve it's going to evolve as well so you know, I want you to not just write it down and then put it off to the side, but keep it keep it around you so you can, you know, see what's going on there, right?
1: Okay. All cool. right. Um, well, I wrote some other notes that, I mean, had okay. something to do with these two things, um,
2: two okay.
1: uh, questions, but, I mean, if, you want me to go ahead with it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I wanted to say that I did see both of the YouTube uh, videos of the Love Languages, And um, I really enjoyed it. I liked the two different perspectives of, you know, the lady, and then it sounded like some people from the United Kingdom, British, or something, I don't know. But I liked the two different perspectives. So um, that um, made me think about, you know, my love languages between my husband and I. And um, let me see, I wrote something out. the reason not knowing who you are is the biggest problem in the relationship. And then I just jotted some notes under it saying, um, I can honestly say that um, I'm almost there knowing who I am. But yes, definitely yes. by the end of the program, um, you know, I feel like I, I should really know. Because I, I at this point, I don't want to just say a whole hundred percent, but I'm a right. lot better than um, basically um, if you asked me this question four months ago. I would definitely say, like, I don't know who I, I am, period, if you asked <laughs> this four months ago. Yes. Um, I wrote down, I just jotted some things, uh, a couple of things saying, um, I felt like, I feel like, you know, the past dominates me, um, money issues, and then the blind spots. But I I did put in there, can you give me an example to clarify that? Because just in case I don't, I'm not thinking what the The blind spots are. Blind spot.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you a rhetorical example and then I'm going to give you a specific example. Okay. So uh, there's this story about a guy who um, uh, was looking for his car keys uh, right where he – house keys right where he parked his car out in front of the house. And he's looking there, but he can't find the keys. There's a lamp underneath it. And so, um, you know, one of his neighbors pulls up and sees him looking around and says, hey, man, what's going on? He says, "Uh, I can't find the keys, man. I lost the keys. He says, okay, i will help you. And they both looking around after about five minutes. The neighbor, he says, "Dad, we should have found him by now, man. Well, where'd you where'd you, where'd you drop, drop him at?" He said, "I dropped him over there by the by the front door." He said, "Well, what are you doing over here by the car?" He said, "Because there's no light over there. There's only light over here."
2: Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> That's what people do when they got a blind spot. So let me give you an example of a, of a blind spot. Okay. Uh, you know, specifically. So you ever meet people? Who they're really friendly, but uh, then they get angry and they but they bully people and walk all over them, uh, and then they forget that that person exists, and then they wonder how come people are mad at me. Oh, it
1: sounds like my husband.
0: Uh uh-huh. Uh huh. See, he doesn't know that how he acts, how 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 the way he acts affects other people.
2: hmm.
0: That's a blind spot. It's okay. not. It, it it could be a character defect, but it's really a blind spot because when people find that that's what they're doing, they can't do it anymore. When they really get fully present to it, they're like ashamed. They're like embarrassed. They're like, oh no, I'm better than that. And then they will do whatever they can to avoid that ever happening again. But in the meantime, it's their blind spot. Okay. Some folks' blind spot is. Um, they think everybody's in love with them, so they 're always defensive and whatnot and you know like that uh some mm-hmm. folks uh, some folks have a blind spot called uh you know i ain 't taking no risks never in no time right and so everything is a risk they 're always negative and they can 't see the positivity or anything because they can 't see it that 's why they ain 't even paying attention to it so humans have lots of blind spots um and so that 's what a blind spot would be
1: mm-hmm.
0: makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then yeah. um let me see. Okay, on the back I got um, Okay, so the love languages, I mean I I jotted down. Um I guess whatever my love language is I can connect with, um acts of service, um and then I was stuck between like time spent and words of affirmation, like which one I was like it's probably a little bit of both, you know what I mean? And yeah, then,
0: I seen um, I seen I seem to remember, you know, touch being a big big one for you one or two, you know.
1: Yeah, I was like yeah, and then yeah, like the touch slash sex
0: sex part <laughs> yeah. I,
1: you know, I put that at the top, but I just didn't want to say it first. <laughs> but yeah. Ah. Um and <laughs> hey, keep it real me, it was just yeah. a <laughs> okay. And then um I, I I wrote okay, so I put husband down and then I said um his communication um is not corresponding with my communication. I don't Mm. want to say he cannot communicate. He just cannot (laughs) communicate effectively. Mm. So I feel like my husband, he's all talk and no show.
0: Mm. Got it. Well, he probably don't know that he's walking all over, stomping all over people um, and uh, not not knowing it. But I will tell you, if, if, I'm just dropping this in there now, in case you ever want to. I have a program that's longer than this, and it's just on communication called Communication for Relationships. Uh, it's it's ten sessions, not six. Okay. And uh, it's 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 seven ninety nine, but I promise you, you'll be able to communicate, you both will be able to communicate with each other in ways that is impossible to misunderstand. Promise. You. Okay.
1: Um, uh,
0: but that's you know since we brought it up, I'm, I'm I'm bringing it up, but I'm not trying to sell you on it yet. I might do okay, that. In yeah. Session six. I might <laughs> do that in session six, but not now. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, so all right. that's all the notes I basically
0: have. So Beautiful. I think I did some good homework. <laughs> you did some excellent homework, my sister. So let me just say. <laughs>
1: Thank you. you, know, <laughs> Thank
0: you. And, and, and the real value is that you look at, at your notes every once in a while. You look at your assignment once in a while and see if you still feel the same way about it two weeks or two months from now than you do now, you know. Right. That's the real value because you'll grow. You'll see new stuff about yourself. You know?
2: mm-hmm.
0: so. All right, so we're going into session two right now. You ready? All right, this is uh, not understanding gender differences. So why not understanding gender differences is such a huge problem for any type of relationship. And what I mean any type, I mean at work, I mean gay, lesbian, I mean all of it. So, So number one, there's a real difference between how men and women see the world, and if that's ignored, you'll be blindsided by those differences. You wonder where the mix-ups in your communication came from, why people don't think the way you do, and a thousand other issues. That's number one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, number two, most people have both masculine and feminine aspects to their personality, and understanding both aspects allows us to connect with others more completely because then we can see who they are and you see, uh, see us in them, vice versa. Uh, Number three, not knowing the differences prevents us from knowing ourselves. We learn who we are in many ways by understanding others in comparison. It's not that you compare yourself to others. It's more like others help us define who we really are by showing us continuously what's not us. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, can you just read that one more time? I just want to make sure I
0: got that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not understanding the differences between gender prevents us from knowing ourselves. We learn who we are in many ways by understanding others in comparison. It's not that you compare yourself to others. It's more like others help you define who you really are by by having you continuously noticing what's not you.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So, you know, you, you, you're you watching your kids. You're like, I'm not like that. Oh, If I'm not like that, how am I?
1: Right, right. Okay, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So so understanding the differences helps you understand you more. Right. Okay. As well as understanding them. So, so having said that, there's also, like, probably 2,000 other things that need to be said there, but those I'm going to leave it right there. That's big enough for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I had to so repeat now, that again. That was a deep thought right there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. There's a, uh, I, one of the uh, best book series, maybe it's my favorite book series, because I read like 11 or 12 of these books now. Uh, was, uh-huh. uh, you've, ever, you've ever heard of Conversations with God, the book series? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Conversation uh-huh. with God is a non-religious book. It's about spirituality and humanity.
2: Oh, okay. and
0: and uh, this guy's name is Neil Donald Walsh. Uh, he's been a bestseller for a couple of decades now. I think he first wrote his first book in nineteen ninety four. Mm-hmm. And um, um, and he's not not only has he predicted so many things, but you know, he's he's you know, in the book series he, God is telling Neil how humanity is designed and how to get the best out of humanity, how humanity can live his best life. So there's a lot of different Phrases, catchphrases, quotes that I live by. And one of them is what I'm about to say. And then I'm also going to tell you another one at the end of the program. So, but um, in this case, what he says is, um, in the absence of that which you are not, that which you are is not. So let me explain it. I'll say it again, then I'll explain it. In the absence of that which you are not, that which you are is not. So if you don't know, if you've never saw cold, you wouldn't know what hot is. If you didn't know what tall is, you wouldn't know what short is. You got to have both sides. You got to have the opposites for you to recognize who you are by recognizing what and who you are not. Okay. So um, that's why this is so important because the more you see how who you're not, the more it gives you access to seeing who you really are.
1: Exactly.
0: So, all right. So now I'm going to give you the number one difference between men and women. I think I touched on it last week, but I'm going in now. So the number one difference between men and women is that men need to feel successful and actually be successful. And women need to feel safe and feel secure. You can see that, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this knowledge cannot be thought of, kept in mind or spoken of too much because it's the air men and women breathe. You can keep this in mind for the rest of your life and speak about it for five hours a day and you'll still miss out on the implications of this fact. And this is a fact. So um, I'll read some more then I'll explain. Mm-hmm. Men want to be successful, which is not the same as men want to win winning implies losing whereas success implies everyone wins in fact that's one of the hallmarks of a mature male versus an immature male the mature male wants everyone to be happy to succeed and to win whereas the immature male only wants to win at whatever is important to him if you're in a relationship with a man oh, okay i'll say um so every time i read that you're gonna probably you might be a little surprised by what I'm about to say, but every time I read that, the first thing that comes one of the first things that comes to mind is politics in the United States and Washington DC. Right, Those guys yeah. don't want to be successful, they just wanna win. Big yep. brats wanna smack them in the back of the head, you brat. How about if everybody wins? Instead of just the people that are that are, you know, uh, paying for your contributing to your campaign fund. Damn it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> that's, that's more, you know, so, so the, the men need to feel safe, men need to feel successful and women need to feel safe and secure. That is so huge that it's not even funny. It's like it's a, it's a planetary issue that's big enough to make us extinct as a species. Is that much of a problem? And is that impactful? Mm-hmm. And one of the things is that women see a man who wants to be successful And they want him to be successful, but they don't know that they really want him to be successful. They want him to take care of her. But he can only take care of you if he's successful. Because if he's not successful enough, you won't feel safe and secure. Because you won't know, you'll think that he can't take care of you. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: so when a man puts the focus on being successful, then he's looked upon as being uh, egotistical. By women, because women don't have the need to be successful, not the same way we do. I the like right. air we we cannot feel safe or secure unless we know we can get stuff done. Because mm-hmm. nobody's going to do it for us. Exactly. We're, expected, we're expected to be the one, right? So, um, Ain't no woman hardly hardly any woman to take care of a guy unless she knows he's so successful that can take care of him. So take care of himself and her so much. She's willing to contribute to make it easier for him to to take care of her, <laughs> mm-hmm. but not like, not like, no, I got kids. I got things to do. You need to take care of yourself. And so that's why men need to feel successful and experience being successful. So let me explain the difference between being successful and feeling successful. Okay. Cause we need both. Okay. So, um, so for uh, to 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 experience being successful let's use football as an example guy scores a touchdown that he just did was successful mm-hmm. that was the experience of being successful you you score a winning touchdown for the super bowl and your team wins the super bowl the national the the, the NFL championship the best team in the NFL and you were the guy that won, the, the, scored the last the points to make it happen, Just you, you're you never going to feel unsuccessful ever again. You can't. It's too tangible. you right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? hmm Now, how he's going to feel successful later is when, there, when his town does a, uh, what do you call it, you know, a uh, parade, uh, uh, Canyon of Heroes parade, mm-hmm. and he gets a chance to speak at the mic where everybody's cheering for him. That's mm-hmm. the feeling of success. So now, why it's so important to express the both of those is that a man can ex- could be successful but not experience being successful with his woman. Because she, she plays the minimize what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is a man could be blind and he thinks <clears> he's being successful <throat> when he's really not. But he believes it even if he ain't producing the results. Now, <laughs> sometimes that's good. Because that means he won't get depressed and he won't, you know, quit on himself. But sometimes that means he's just, you know, hallucinating. (laughs) So it depends, but a man needs to feel successful and actually experience success. We both. Right. And uh, so that's that. So, um, If you're in a relationship with a man and you're not doing everything in your power to have him experience being successful, you may as well begin your countdown on how long it'll take before the relationship ends. If, on the other hand, he's in a relationship with a woman, this could be family, work, or romantic, and she isn't feeling safe and secure, don't expect her to be happy around you or because of you. Expect to be overwhelmed by the intensity of her emotional outbursts. <laughs> 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 What's wrong with you, David? Come on, there. So women don't care about yeah, women don't care about winning anywhere as much as men do, but then again, men don't care anywhere as much about safety and security as women do. Regardless of sexual orientation or the style of the relationship, the more you understand and learn about women, the more you'll come to understand yourself, in particular, and men in general, and vice versa. The contrast between how you think and how they think, how you act and how they act, why you do what you do versus why they do what they do is of a tremendous value to you if you're curious enough to find out. For example, the more the more a woman expresses her feelings, the more he will be able to understand his own if he's willing to seek that understanding out. Oh. So uh Anything you want to say about that before I move on? I'm going to keep, keep it rolling because I think I yeah, – No, no, I
1: don't you, can um, pretty, yeah, you can keep pretty it moving. It's pretty – yeah. Pretty
0: clear. Okay. Yeah. So throughout our lives, we learn things in a number of different ways. For example, we learn by being informed by teachers, parents, experts, etc. personal experience, quote-unquote empirical evidence, whatever that is. <laughs> I say that because science does these tests. Only, only, in the la- only in this century have they realized that the bias that created the test in the first place influences the results of the test. So you got to try to be as, as unbiased in your opinion as possible in order to set up, you know, uh, test research that is, um, you know, completely, um, um, how do you call it, objective. But, you know, in the, in, in the meantime, empirical evidence is not always empirical. So, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Curiosity is another way we learn. Necessity, instinct, examination, repetition, observation, revelation. I like that one. Mistakes, comparison. As you can see, there are plenty of vehicles that can and will teach you, teach humans that are effective. But when it comes to gender differences, the biggest learning vehicles are the following. Comparison observation curiosity so i'll go into them real quick but you you pretty much know what they are it's just how you apply them so one of the one of the top benefits of understanding gender differences is how it helps you to understand yourself in comparison to which i went over before um yeah if you if you don't remain open-minded to the possibility that you can become a better human being by understanding others you'll miss out on the education and personal development that, that comparison can do for you. Right. Observation. Uh Oh, I'm about to say this statement again. So there's a saying I learned from Neil Donald Walston, in the absence of that which you are not, that which you are is not. All All of our choices are a reflection of what represents who we are and what we want versus not who we are and what we don't want. It's in the choices we make that we define who we are. Um, and then curiosity. So curiosity is an... In, you, you don't actually have to work hard to be curious. You just got to stop working hard to stop being curious. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: We're naturally curious... Um, because our brains are answer-seeking devices. So we're wondering, wondering around what's going on. And mm-hmm. you have to stop being curious or ignore your curiosity because you assume something. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so if you could take on giving yourself permission to be curious rather than letting impatience or anger or upset or fear or distractions keep you from being curious, you'll be amazed at how much you you learn. But you've got to give yourself permission to keep yourself from blocking your own curiosity. Every creature on the the planet is curious. It's a part of being a creature on this planet. I can't speak for any other planet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I can speak for Earth. Mosquitoes, butterflies, sharks, bats, everything is curious. Because we're like, what's that? You know? Do you have any pets? No, no pets. Okay. All right. But you know, you, you, uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because if you see a dog, dogs are almost permanently curious. hmm you, you you notice that, right? Let let oh yeah let yeah let dogs remind you to be curious if you need some kind of a reminder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so,
0: all right. So um so that's the that's the end of. Session, uh, uh, the first part of the session, which is what's the problem and why it's a problem. So now we're going to talk about how to actually uh, deal with um, gender differences and how to work with your partner. You ready? Mm-hmm. So what you need to understand is the nature of relationships and how to use them. Relationships have a particular nature. In fact, relationships have a particular design. And when I tell the design, people are like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. I never thought of it like that, but, yeah, it, it obviously is. So relationships are three-dimensional. It's a three-dimensional design to relationships. There's you, your partner, and then there's the space in between called a relationship. And if you think about it, every person that you have a relationship with, the space in between is different. Basically, I said, and and the um, every person that you have a relationship with, even if it's like very minor or superficial or in the or in the moment, you, you have you cannot have the same relationship with any other person. It's always going to be completely unique.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's going it's to be templated because you know the relationship is three dimensional, but the three parts is always going to be uniquely so. Like you, like uh, how many kids you got? I forgot. Five. Okay, got it. Five kids. Okay. So you have a different relationship with each one of those five, right? Yeah.
1: That's mm-hmm.
0: because they're different. You're not different, but they are. <laughs> right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you're constantly working on how do I work with them so that this works, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's because the space in between called the relationship is what's different. That has the actual three pieces work differently. So... Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk more about the space in between in a few minutes. But um, there's you, your partner, and the space in between. Each entity within the relationship needs to be nurtured, but in different ways. Each partner needs to nurture the three entities in, the different, in different ways. So for men, men need to take care of their partner first, the relationship second, and then themselves third not last, third. And for women, women need to take care of the relationship first, her partner second, and then herself third, not last, third. So I want to explain that. Okay. So women have a need to feel safe and secure. So what serves her part of the relationship is to take care of the relationship first and foremost. Taking care of him is important, but taking care of the relationship is more important because generally men, don't know how to take care of a relationship anywhere near as much as women do. Mm-hmm. Women focus on feelings, intimacy, and communication, whereas men, with their need for being successful, are naturally more focused on making things happen and being the hero, whether they're conscious of it or not. This is the main, though far from the, being the only reason why women serve their relationship and the best by taking care of the needs of the relationship. I want to talk more, way more about this in the next two sessions after this. But this is like the setup um, because I have to actually speak about uh, the man, the woman, and the space in between. I need to speak about that in great detail. And it takes three sessions to do it, believe it or not. Um, And and I'll explain it to you a little bit more uh, toward the end of this. Um, But, yeah, women need to take care of the relationship first, him second, her third, and I mean far from last, third. Like, it's almost like you need to take care of yourself before, you. Uh, even more importantly, to take care of your kids, because you can't take care of the kids if you don't take care of yourself. You know what I mean? I hear that all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. matter of fact, when I was married, um, um, you know, my first time, uh, mm-hmm. I would be, when my kids would give, uh, my, my, my daughters would give my, my, uh, my wife a hard time, I'd be like, listen, I know you're giving your mom a hard time, and uh, I'm not liking it, but let me tell you what I really don't like. You're giving my wife a hard time. Don't be giving my wife a hard time, all right? And then you're looking at me like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, and they would stop, you know what I mean? Hey. They, they, would, they, a, they would be like, you're taking it personal. Uh-oh. And 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 um, I used to let them be more worried and more fearful that I would get mad, that, that I actually did get angry. But don't make me angry. That would be good enough because mm-hmm. they liked me better when I was fun, you know? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> my oldest daughter, I only whipped her four times in her whole life. And my youngest daughter, I never whipped her. She was smart, she kept the eye on everything. and She followed the structure, she did what was going on, she was good. <laughs> But the uh, only time I went with my uh, my daughter is when she broke an agreement after we made an agreement, and the second time, actually, the second time she broke the agreement after we made an agreement. That's the first time. First time was baby didn't get it right. Second time, I know I straightened you out the last time, so we ain't talking no more. There we go. <laughs> 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 but I was I was so integrous that she couldn't even get mad at me for it. You know? Right. So anyhow, so then um, so that was that. That's the uh, you know the women. The relationship first, him second, you third. And then for men, he needs to take care of his partner first, the relationship second, and then himself third. So for men, their job and natural abilities point them in the direction of making sure things are working and stable. Mm-hmm. That means watching their woman to see that she's being taken care of, that she's taking care of herself, and that she's happy in addition to feeling safe and secure. All right. Men... Men don't have the same need for communication and intimacy as women do. When men need it, they need it completely, but not as often as women do. This doesn't apply to sex. That's not the same thing as intimacy, though it does promote and forward intimacy. But men want the sex. As a matter of fact, men don't even know how much they express their emotions in sex. And that's one of the few places they feel free to express their emotions but it's not like they're talking they're just doing and they're not hiding you know what i mean
2: mm-hmm.
0: they're really being themselves when it's come to sex most of the time you know unless they have some unless they have some kind of sexual dysfunction they're being themselves they just ain't talking right? <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so anyhow so because of this a man can take his eyes off the relationship like he's not paying attention to how the relationship's going, but he could never, ever, ever take his eyes off his woman. Oh the, okay. the moment she realizes this, she'll feel hurt, unimportant and scared because she knows he's not watching out for what could go wrong. That means he's not on duty. That means he can't possibly keep her feeling or in actuality safe and secure. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. He needs to take care of her first, do the best he can in contributing to the relationship, and then take care of himself. Men can take care of their needs in their sleep, so it's no big deal for them to leave themselves last because they'll never ignore themselves completely. We don't know how to do that. <laughs> we don't know how. like, what do you mean? I, no, I'm, good. I'm good. I really am, really. really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now, the areas of responsibility within romantic relationships. So there's you, there's your partner, then there's a space in between, right? So here's the areas parts of the, here's the areas of responsibility you need to take care of yourself. Okay. Uh, and, and this is for both for men and women. But you got this is the things you got to handle yourself, which is mm-hmm. your health, your health, your finances, your physicality. So you can be healthy, but like can't move around because you're like you know out of shape. Um, mm-hmm. So you need to take care of that. You need to take care of your mental state, your emotional state, your spiritual connection, and anything that's like mechanical. You know, like if your your phone ain't working, you know he may be able to fix your phone or do something. But it's, it's your phone. You know, handle your phone. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Your clothing. You know, the the physical, mechanical things of life. You may have make you make are you. Excuse me. You may make an agreement with him that if you need help, he'll help you. But you're still responsible because he ain't watching your clothes to see if your clothes are fitting. You know what I mean?
1: hmm He ain't watching
0: to see if your watch or your phone or your car is working until you tell him it ain't. Right. But you need to say something about it. You need to put that in there. So, mm-hmm. so, so that's the areas you need to take care of, of, of on your own. That's your job. So next, your partner. You taking care of your partner. These are the areas you need to take care of your partner. Like, you both need to take care of each other in these areas. So, um, let me read it how I say it. These are the areas to take full responsibility for. What's listed below impacts your partner's feelings and the relationship's quality of intimacy, love, and trust. In addition, you're responsible for the impact your ways of being, speaking, and having, and acting, excuse me, have on your partner, whether it's good or bad, assume that you have something to do with however they're feeling, being and acting in the moment. So there's five areas that you need to be responsible for how how you're dealing with your partner. Mm-hmm. It's romance. Yeah, and this is big because women think that men are supposed to be uh, the ones creating the romance. Mm-hmm. When y'all don't realize y'all been the one creating the romance the whole time. He's just been reacting you with romance. You give him the shiny eyed look and he's like, "Whoa!" Well. so for us, romance is, is, is a combination of celebrating your love for us uh, and uh, acknowledging you for acknowledging us as appreciation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, but we, if you don't give us nothing to appreciate, we, we go back to work. Cause that's what we do <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. you you don't give us you don't give us something to get excited about we're going to keep working until you find something exciting about us we, That's what we do. most guys are not thinking romance we're thinking you need us to be a hero or you we would need to make you happy, so we try to go make more money or we try to do this or true to do that, but right. we don't think romance who's are like romance what's that? That's Man, yeah. We need more money Whatever right mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so we go to practicality So if you don't give us something to get excited about Then, then we just go back to work To see if we could perform better mm-hmm. Y'all inspire us to be romantic But it starts with y'all believe it or not Y'all don't believe that Don't see it You just think oh he likes me He's being romantic No you're the reason why he's being romantic <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay? So, important. So, romance, social circles, being a part of, accepting their, you know, all of theirs, participating in, you know, his social circle and him with yours, blending your lives together, blending your social circles together. Make sense? Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You you don't want to make him feel like he got to keep you from his friends and and, and work and that stuff and, uh, um, you know, and vice versa. It 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 just makes the relationship that much better, and then also financially, you want to support your partner and be responsible for finances, uh, uh, home life, like what's it like living at home, you know? I use the term domicile, but it's you know it's it's a word for the entire life, the entire home life, everything about it, and then communication, you're responsible for you know how your communication works with him, him with you. And, you know, you're looking at how what you're doing affects them. Okay. So um, that's what all of these is. How is romance affecting him? What are you doing about it? How is the finances affecting him? What are you doing about it? That's one of your areas of expertise because you's an accountant. Go on with your bass up. <laughs> right. Can, let me ask
1: you a question about that, though. Um, is it going to be, like, later on in the lesson Um, that, like, um, we'll get into, like, um, for example, if the woman, um, you know, makes more than the man, okay, and um, I can, you know, and let's just say I even made $5 less than his entire salary. I can do more with what I've made and could be even make less than him and, and, and make mountains move as opposed to him just taking his whole entire paycheck even though it's not much and not, not making a contribution anymore. Because just because you feel that it's not enough, you're just going to give up and just drink it all away, yeah. smoke it all Se- away, and just. Yeah, just session, just, session
0: number four. Session, 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 session is number four, four and
1: five. Okay. okay. Four and okay. five. So, yeah, all we do going
0: to cover that. I don't cover that specifically, but I can use the content from those sessions to make this work.
1: Okay. Okay. That's a all very right. major issue in the relationship. <laughs>
0: Gee, I'm shocked. Not
1: <laughs> I guess it's it's really driving me crazy because it's like um, you know, I, you know, I do that's that's my profession. One of my professions, right. so it is hard for me to even phantom like this then yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> totally
0: got it. Like totally got it, right? Okay. So, um so what I'm going to say about that is um uh uh you ever heard of the eighty twenty rule, the eighty twenty principle? No. You should write that down and look it up. I'm not going to talk to you about it. Bring it to the next call. Okay. The eighty twenty principle is otherwise known as Pareto's principle. Um, what's who? What's cool? Pareto. Yeah, P-A-R-E-T-O. Apostrophe S. Oh. Okay. Pareto's principle, yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a Spanish guy who invented, who, who discovered uh, this particular principle in the 1800s, either late 1700s or the 1800s. And um, when you see it, you'll understand it. And then we'll talk about it next session, all right? Okay. Good. All right, so next, so I talked about you, what you got to do to take care of yourself. I talked about what you need to do to help take care of your partner, and then there's the space in between called the relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's the things you need to take care of around where, where it's the relationship. So there's uh, sex, finance, family, emotions, and communication. So... Um, this is where you take care of all of it for the both of you, and he does the same thing. And so I'm about to explain. I'm about to go into the relationship portion right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, you're going to get this in your email, your list, and whatnot. But um, in addition to relationships, the nature of relationships is that they are three parts, you, your partner, and the space in between. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but not a lot more complicated than that. And the reason why is because the space in between called a relationship is two-dimensional. It's got two parts. So the space in between called a relationship is part baby, part business. Let me explain to you what I mean by that. So the part baby part is all about emotions. And so the reason why I call it a baby is because like like a two month old, you may be sleeping in your bedroom while the baby's sleeping in the in the next room in the crib. But uh-huh. you know, you may be sleeping, but you know you on duty, right? You just resting, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you could never take your eyes of that baby, even if you ain't looking. You still you still looking, even if you ain't looking, right? Yeah. You sleep yeah. as soon as you hear ah, you awake again, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> it is. It is the unofficial f- uh, style of being, um, you know, uh, one of the uh, protectors, one of the, one of the guards in front of uh, uh, the, the, the Queen of England's palace in London, England, right, where they got the hat and the, what do you call it, the rifle on top of it, and they got the red uniform on, right, and they're yeah. not allowed yeah. to move. They don't move the whole time they're on duty, right?
2: That's, mm-hmm.
0: that's how yeah. you got to take care of emotions. You got You can never take your eyes off the emotions, ever, ever, ever. The moment you do, something bad is likely to happen. You're not gonna like it, and you got to try to fix it, right? So mm-hmm. that's why I call the emotional side of a relationship the baby part of the, uh, the relationship, and I'll explain more about it. Then the um, the business side mm-hmm. is about things, workability, and that's completely unemotional. We bring emotion to it. But the emotions ain't there. That's because we bring an emotion to it. And so you want to be as unemotional about things as is possible. So that's why I say that relationships are two-dimensional. It's part baby, part business. This two-headed way of viewing relationships is, in reality, a great way to manage the space in between when referring to relationships as three-dimensional. In other words, let this section support you in taking care of the space in between. So um, the baby viewpoint is all about keeping your attention on the emotions of the three aspects of your relationship, keeping your emotions on you, keeping your emotion on your partner, and keeping your emotion on the space in between. The emotional side of the relationship is completely personal, and the best way to manage this is to look at, monitor, and remain ever vigilant and making sure that you know the impact, your ways of being, acting, and reacting or having on the relationship and on your partner. The following list contains some of the areas to look at. Emotional outbursts, sadness, rejection, breaking or keeping agreements, sex and intimacy, romance or lack thereof, respect, withholding. Withholding means I ain't telling you nothing. It's like shutting up and letting you suffer. Uh, Mm -hmm. acknowledgement, or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. Your actions, the actions of your partner, and at times, the unexpected, will impact the emotions of each partner. Mm -hmm. How how you deal with the emotions that come up will determine the quality of your relationship. Mm -hmm. This goes for any type of relationship, even at work, family, whatever. You got to manage the emotional side of the relationship. So that's that. And then the second part, the business part, Uh, in business, leaders and owners look for solutions to problems, metrics to see what can or needs to be improved, and does research to make sure what they think is accurate is indeed accurate. They treat their business as a math equation. The business viewpoint of relationships is all about the world of things that impact relationships. Those things should be treated as objectively and businesslike as possible. This includes, but is not limited to, money. Money is the most emotional thing on, in, the, in, in the human planet, on the planet for humans. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just paper. <laughs> you yeah. would think. Right? You would think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, family, and, <laughs> family and social relationships, health and fitness, home environment, or anything that resides in the world of things. This is because things can impact emotions, but only if you let them. By looking at what can be dealt with unemotionally, you'll free up your mind to see clearly what needs to be handled and then just go handle them. Like a business who needs more sales, look at the functionality of your relationships without emotions and you'll be more productive and happier in the long run. Why? Why? Because feelings are terrific servants, but terrible masters. Let me say that again, because that's one of my favorite things. I've got about 50 favorite sayings. (laughs) This is one of them. Feelings are terrific servants, but terrible masters. How you know that is because if somebody gives you a hard time, and then you punch them in the face, You might go to jail, but you felt good when you was punching them,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. right? So feelings are terrific servants helping you to make decisions with terrible masters when they're telling you what decisions to make. Mm -hmm. If you're not using the emotional aspects of your relationship for creating love, you're probably making an emotional mess.
1: Say that one more time.
0: If you're not using the emotional aspects of your relationship for creating love,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're probably making an emotional mess. So you have an optional assignment. I know you, you'll probably do it, but here's the optional assignment. Um, look at all your relationships and identify which aspects of your relationship tend to be either basically emotional or unemotional. This inquiry is intended for you to see how you've been relating to relationships. When have you operated true to what's been stated earlier and when you haven't? I believe if you give this your full attention and intention, you'll emerge as a much more skillful relationship partner because you'll recognize patterns that don't serve you and eliminate them. And if you got any questions while you're doing the assignment, you know, feel free to call me between the next session. Okay. So, so that's it for this particular session. But what I want you to know is that um, this is a setup for the next two sessions. Okay. And how come is because when you understand the nature of relationships. What there is to do is to understand how to manage emotions, which is just the third biggest problem. (laughs) And that's what we're going to be talking about next session. And then uh, the fourth session is about breakdowns and and workability and having life work. And so that's the business side of the relationship. So the next two sessions, we're going to talk about the space in between. We'll focus almost exclusively on the space in between. The emotional side first, the uh, physical thingy, tangible side second. Make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah, we, we're going all the way in on both of them.
1: Okay.
0: So so in reality, relationships are knowing who you are, understanding the nature of relationships, which includes gender differences, communication, and then once you know how to handle all that stuff, all there is left is to be loving and to have fun, and I'm going to tell you how to do that. Okay. Um, I got another warning for you. Um session 6 is going to be the shortest session.
2: Okay. And
0: um it's going to bring everything together. Um it's going to uh let you see how simple relationships really are. And um you will see that if I didn't if if I knew how I could put in your brain what I'm giving you now, I could have mm-hmm. people learn relationships in like 15-20 minutes. Mm, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so you'll see at the end, I can't explain it now because I got to go through the stuff that I got to go through. But once you get all of this stuff, once you really get it, you're going to see that, oh, yeah, relationships really are that simple. They really are, I swear. man. And then the last thing I want to tell you is that um, half the time when I finish this uh, session six, I start crying because I'm so touched by what's possible and what you're getting out of it and and what I know what I know is like to be inside of what I'm sharing. But sometimes I, I get a little misty eyed. I start crying. So I'm just telling you up front, four, <laughs> or, five weeks, four or five weeks before we get there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if I start crying, I'm warning you. Yeah, I might. You know what I mean? So okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a weak, whippy guy. I'm just so touched by what's possible, and uh, and, and like that. So, okay. all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything you want to say in completion?
1: Um, let's see, uh, no. I mean, I just see I have a lot of homework to do, and I'm even going to go over the, um, uh, the op- the extra credit or whatever, not extra credit, I think I'm yes. at school, um, optional <laughs> lessons. Yes. I think I'm going to yes. go ahead and do those too <laughs> and put those okay. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. 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 get yeah. the full effect of everything. Yeah.
0: Because, yeah, yeah. because, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to add one more thing into this. You ready? So, mm-hmm. um, It's totally feasible that once you really get this, you'll be able to teach your kids this. Okay. The reason why I'm saying this is because um, parents that know how to be happy in a relationship for 50 years don't know how to teach their kids this. There's nobody teaching this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, having the recordings there, having the notes there, you know, you could – I'm not going to – I'm not going to get mad at you if you use this to teach your kids later down the road, you know. Yeah, mm. there might be some things you might want to have editor edit this edit so you can keep the sex toys out, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Depends on how close your
1: relationship with your kids are, you know. But –
0: Yeah. Because it, it ain't like they don't know if mom and dad have sex with a lot, you know what I'm saying? Um,
1: right, right. The 17 <laughs> but, and 18-year-old – I mean, the 17 and 19-year-old can have these lessons. <laughs>
0: yeah 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 not before not before like you know high school seniors, you know what I mean, so uh, yeah, yeah. Before they, before them let them let them experiment, make their mistakes and learn so that they could hear you better later on, because a lot of times you tell somebody before they have an experience, they have a hard time hearing you, but if you tell them after they had experience, they're go like, "Oh God, I' can hear it better, you know, mhm, so yeah so uh, okay. so that's all I got, and um, it's a pleasure. Actually, this session went quicker than I thought because there's a lot of stuff we covered in here. But,
1: uh,
0: you know, you, you're listening. You're so good. I didn't need to explain a whole lot. I mean, I explained, but not more than I needed to, you know, so. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Thanks. Okay. I, I acknowledge you. So we're going to be dealing with the uh, the money part. Probably more session four and five than session three. But, yeah, it's, gonna, it's emotional, so it'll come up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm
1: sure. Okay. So, and I think I need to like write down a little list of what what is like not just irritating me in a relationship, but what I feel needs to be fixed or adjusted or whatever yep. the right terms are for that. So I yep. can strengthen those areas within yep. the relationship so I can have a better some more clarity and a peace of mind. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Totally, totally guys. So but I'm
1: I'm already growing just from we're at what lesson two, you know, yeah. and um, that even that long talk we had the first time. So all yeah. of that it's making a big difference because by yeah. now I yeah. think I would have really went haywire. But mm. I don't think so. I because I, I know I know me like you know <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm doing way better, and I, even my mm. mom can kind of like hear it in my voice. I said I told her I was like it's not easy, and there's some days I feel like it's me against the world, but
2: yeah. sincerely,
1: I really, in my heart, feel like I'm really trying and grasp yeah. these yeah. concepts. So yeah. I do feel like I'm growing you know, in an individual. You,
0: you know what you could do is have your mom read some of my eBooks or articles, you know?
1: hmm
0: So, you know, and your sister.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: You I was forwarding
1: some of, the, some of the, you know, homework, some of the stuff that you just so they can take a look at it and see, like, you know, if this would be something that they would be interested in. My mom, I was able to talk to her for a long time and go over this. I think I'm kind of – I'm almost selling it to her. My brother was like, shucks, can men do it too? And I'm like, oh, I'm sure." sure. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna, you know, talk to him a little later when he comes home about this and try to see if I can get him to sign up for this. He he needs it. He he's the he's the you know the male version of me. Like it's like yeah. if we weren't brother and sister, it's like oh my god, we we'll be made for each other. But it's like <laughs> yo, I said, how yeah. about we just you know and I and I make a joke. I'm like, well, your your lady needs to be with. My husband, I'm like, but well, we're brother and sister. I was like, well, what are we supposed to do? We need some people out here that's on our level. Like, we are screwed.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: we are, like, you know, but I was like, you know, but our mom and dad, dad may not have the, the best, you know, husband and wife relationship. But, I mean, as far as a family unit and us being close and doing family things together, yeah. that they did a good job on keeping us as siblings close. You know what I mean? Like, yes. We're real close. Yeah. But it's just that we didn't get to see that, you know, that, like, that my parents weren't very affectionate.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, you know, and there was a lot of, you know, domestic violence and stuff and mm-hmm. a lot of verbal and mental abuse. So mm-hmm. that's where, you know, we're trying to heal from that instead of keep having this a cycle, like, repeating itself or whatever. We want to break that cycle, and that's what we're yeah. striving hard to do. Got gotcha. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, uh I declare the call complete. Anything you wanna say in
1: completion? Um, no. I'm I'm all set. Thank you so much and um awesome. I will uh I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna text you if she give me a couple of days to kinda get my schedule together. If she yeah. up a little bit for me for the tax season, I'm, I'm I'm actually like ending it out with right now, you know what I mean? So yeah, we'll yeah. Have a couple more days to kinda see what the schedule's looking like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, All right. My pleasure. The rest of your day.
0: Yeah, thank you, ma'am. You too. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people
2: what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.